0: And Good morning and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. We are starting our week as we do most weeks with some wisdom and some encouragement. We're ready for Psalm chapter 6 today, which is only 10 verses. Uh, but we also have Proverbs 11 and then we're still working through the apocryphal book of Wisdom, and so we're ready for Wisdom chapter five, which deals a lot with uh, how what the outcome is for the righteous, what the reward is for the righteous at the end of all things. So open up your hearts this morning, and let's see what the Word of God has to say to us. Let's begin. Psalm chapter 6 O Lord, rebuke me not in thy anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul was also sore vexed, but thou... O Lord, how long? Return O Lord, deliver my soul, O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of thee, and the grave who shall give thee thanks? I am weary with my groaning, all the night make my bed to swim, I water my couch with tears. Mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxes old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication, the Lord will receive my prayers. Let all my enemies be ashamed and sore vexed, let them return be ashamed suddenly. Alright, that is Psalm 6, and uh, there's a little hint of, like, prophetic Messiah speak here, right? Like, if we go to, starting with verse uh, 6, I am weary with my groaning all the night Make I my bed to swim, I water my couch with tears, my eye is consumed because of grief, it waxes old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard my voice, my weeping, the Lord hath heard my supplication, the Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and sore vexed, let them return and be ashamed suddenly. Obviously, verse 8 jumps out, right? Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. Uh, Jesus quotes that when he is uh, speaking, when he's given that... uh, Actually, let's just go to... It's Matthew chapter 7. It's the I never knew you part, right? Not everyone who saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. We never were in a relationship I never knew you. You thought you were entering into heaven because of the things that you were doing. You thought you were somehow earning a spot. But really what you were doing was lawlessness. And you and I didn't have an intimate relationship. So just because you say I'm Lord doesn't mean you're going to heaven. And of course, I've done that whole teaching many times. And most recently, in our Gospel According to Matthew studies, you can go back and check that out. But I want to refocus back on the psalmist because this is a psalm of David. And so let's focus back on what he is saying. So he's saying, Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Why? For the Lord hath heard my voice and my weeping. All my enemies, you have no power over me now because the Lord has heard my prayer. Charles Spurgeon says it like this Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. He wants his God to come to him. So he bids God's enemies to clear out. If we keep company with the wicked, we cannot invite God to our house and expect him to come. Depart from me, says David, all ye workers of iniquity. You who are singing what you call a joy song, be off with you. You who are merry with your jokes against religion, be gone far from me. There's some serious truth to to Spurgeon's interpretation of this. Don't surround yourself with wickedness in the type of people you spend your time with, in the things you allow to come through the TV into your living room, into the things you listen to, into, into things you're reading. You can't be doing all this evil worldly stuff and then expect to be in an intimate relationship with God at the same time. You're fooling yourself. You're kidding yourself. Why don't I feel like praying? Why do I feel like God's so far away from me? It's probably obvious. You just don't want to change. You just don't want to admit. Everybody wants that relationship with God. Everybody wants the free salvation and the uh, eternal life and all the things that Christ offers. But nobody wants the transformation, which is part of the process. The other part of verse 8 here is, for the, for the Lord hath heard my voice and my weeping. So depart from me, all this evil. Get away from me. I no longer want this in my life. God has heard my prayer. Spurgeon says this, And if he has heard my tears, I do not want you to be there. Meaning wickedness. I cannot associate with God's enemies now that he has heard my voice and my weeping. Is not that a beautiful expression, the voice of my weeping? Why? There was no sound, was there, yet? There are songs without words, and there are voices without sounds. Powerful. I pray that that's spoken to you this morning. Let's move forward and get to our Proverbs for the day, which is Proverbs chapter 11. King James Bible, let's begin. The contrast of righteousness and wickedness continued. Verse 1. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness deliver from death. Please note, this is a theme I believe comes up in our wisdom passage That we're going to be reading here in just a few minutes. This idea that everything you've accumulated. Everything you've accomplished. Your high towers. Your mounds of dirt. They're going to be so useless. How many people are sacrificing. Eternity. For dirt for like Esau exchanging your entire inheritance for a bowl of soup that's what the rich are doing these people who rule the world verse 5 the righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. When a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish, and the hope of unjust men perishes. The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked come in his stead. Please note, that's a beautiful thought. over and over and over what of the Proverbs teach that the wicked will fall into their own traps like right now they're laying snares for 2024 make no mistake they've got some really wicked plans for this year they're promoting it through their movies and their television and all their propaganda eventually what's going to happen is the righteous are going to be delivered and the wicked are going to fall into the very traps that they've laid for the rest of us The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his stead. Verse 9. A hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor. But a man of understanding holdeth his peace. Again, please note, another theme the Proverbs teaches over and over and over. True wisdom is having the self-control to keep your mouth shut. Those who have to be heard all the time, their opinions have to be heard. Fools, according to God's word. Ask the Lord to guard the door to your mouth. Verse 13 A talebearer, continuing on with that theme, revealeth secrets. In other words, a gossip. But he that is a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. You see the trend there? The righteous, the ones who are wise, they have control over their mouth, they keep it shut, they don't gossip. They don't fill the office with all their banter and nonsense. They keep their mouths shut. They keep their heads down. They hold They hold their peace. Where no counsel is, the people fall. Verse 14. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. He that is surety for a stranger shall smart for it. And he that hateth shirtship is sure. A gracious woman retaineth honor, and strong men retain riches. The merciful man doth good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubleth his own flesh. The wicked worketh the deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. As righteousness tendeth to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. They that are of a forward heart are an abomination to the Lord, but such are upright in the ways are his delight. Though though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. As a jewel of gold in the swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. Hmm the jewel of gold in a swine's snout so you have this very beautiful precious thing but it's in the nose of a disgusting thing that's what it's like to be a beautiful attractive woman but you live your life without discretion verse 23 the desire of the righteous is only one is only good but the expectation of the wicked is wrath there is that scattereth, and yet increases, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. He that diligently seek good procureth favor. But he that seeketh mischief shall come unto him. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. The righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. Much more the wicked and the sinner. That is our Proverbs today. I hope that was encouraging. Your expectation as the righteous is to expect good things to come. Those who are living wickedly, plotting evil, You should expect wrath to come, and it will. Let's move on, and we're going to wrap it up by reading from the Apocryphal Book of Wisdom. We're ready for chapter 5. Let's have a look. Verse 1. Then shall the righteous man stand in great boldness before the face of such as have afflicted him and made no account of his labors. When they see it, they shall tr- be troubled and terrified terrible fear, and shall be amazed at the strangers of salvation. Let me read that again. When they see it, they shall be troubled with terrible fear, and shall be amazed at the strangeness of his salvation, so far beyond all that they looked for. And they repenting and groaning for anguish of spirit, shall say within themselves, this was he whom we had sometimes in derision. and a proverb of reproach, we fools accounted his life madness, and his end to be without honor. How is he numbered among the children of God, and his lot among the saints? See, the righteous... Seem very peculiar. And very strange to the world. And on this, on the day of, of judgment. And all of that. The world will be astounded. By those who are saved. Who are counted ab- among the saints. The scriptures say the cross. Is like foolishness. To them who are perishing. To all those who are destined for hell they think that this idea of bowing before god trusting upon the finished work of the cross is is nonsense is madness but the day is going to come when they're going to be astounded they're going to be like we were fools we were fools Verse six Therefore we have erred from the way of truth and the light of righteousness hath not shined unto us and the sun of righteousness rose not upon us. This is still the wicked talking. We wearied our way, ourselves in the way of wickedness and destruction. Yea, we have gone through deserts where there lay no way but as for the way of the Lord we have not known it. What hath pride profited us? Or what good hath riches with our vaunting brought us? All those things are passed away like a shadow, and as a pa- as a post that hasted by, and as ships that passes over the waves of the water, which when it is gone, by the trace thereof it cannot be found, neither the pathway of the keel in the waves. Whereas when a bird hath flown through the air, there is no token of her way to be found, but the light air being beaten with the stroke of her wings, and parted with the violent noise, and the motion of them is passed through, and therein afterwards no sign where she went is to be found. Or, like when an arrow is shot at a mark, it passes through the air, which immediately cometh together again, so that a man cannot know where it went through. Even so. In like manner, as soon as we were born, we began to draw to our end, and had no sign of virtue to show, but were consumed in our own wickedness. You see, it's kind of like what we just read in the Proverbs, like you you spend your whole life chasing pleasure, chasing, chasing wickedness, chasing riches and wealth. And ultimately, you end up falling into your own snares, into your own traps. And then at the end, it was all for nothing. Your mountain of dirt, your treasure, gone. Worthless. Of no value, of no use. And the people you used to sneer at and mock and... They're in the bosom of Abraham. They're in the arms of God. For all eternity. Endless pleasure. Endless everything. And you gave it up for a bowl of soup. For a a moment of enjoyment. For worthless things. That's the hope of the wicked. Now let's read the hope for the godly starting with verse 14. For the hope of the godly is like dust that is blown away with the wind. Like a thinned froth that is driven away with the storm, like as the smoke which dispersed here and there with a tempest and passes away as a remembrance of a gust that tearth but a day, but the light righteous live for evermore, their reward also is with the Lord, and the care of them is with the most high, therefore shall they receive a glorious kingdom. And a beautiful crown from the Lord's hand. For with his right hand shall he cover them. And with his arm he shall protect them. He shall take to him his jealousy for complete armor. And make the creature his weapon. For the revenge of his enemies. He shall put on righteousness as a breastplate. And true judgment instead of a helmet and he shall take holiness for an invincible shield. His severe wrath shall be sharpened for a sword, and the world shall fight with him against the unwise. Then shall the right-aiming thunderbolts go abroad, and from the clouds, as from a well-drawn bow, they shall fly to the mark. And hailstone full of wrath shall be cast out as of a stone bow, and the water of the sea shall rage against them, and the flood shall cruelly drown them. Yea, a mighty wind shall stand up against them, and like a storm shall blow them away. Thus iniquity shall lay waste the whole earth, and ill-dealing shall overthrow the thrones of the mighty. And that, my friends, the Book of Wisdom, chapter 5. And that is the end of our study this morning. I pray you've been blessed, strengthened, encouraged. Thank you for listening. Please remember to pray for me and my family. We definitely need it. Thank you to those of you who support the mission of truth. Also, please share the broadcast. It's a world full of people hurting, scared, wondering what's going on. They need to hear the good news. So please share the podcast with as many people as you can. Thank you for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.